sometimes you think, oh, um, get the work done and move on. But you start losing yourself as an individual. And I believe your creativity is connected to who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize how important that statement was till I had to go through my own journey of that. Hi. Hi. Um, how do I introduce? Welcome to our podcast channel. Um, this is episode two of the Honestly I Don't Know podcast. And today, here with us, we have uh, Tabitha. Tabitha, sorry. Yeah, it's a very interesting name to pronounce in Ghana. We have Tabitha, Siedu okay. Jemfi, right? Yeah, yeah, with us. Um, I'll leave the accolades to her to give to herself. So if you could introduce yourself okay. to our audience. So I'm Tabitha Esiru Jemfi, Tag or Tabi. I'm a designer at heart. I love creativity. I love Jesus. And I love exploring life and experiencing life. So basically that's me. Okay. <laughs> and what do you do? What do I do? That's yeah. that's a question. <laughs> what do yeah. I do? I create. That's what I do. You create. I create mm. things. You create things. <laughs> okay, so I I'm currently working as um a social media manager, but I'm um a product designer at heart. So um I design products that physical bring product. physical products yeah. that bring um joy and beauty to people so basically that's what i love to do mm, okay yeah. so yeah i mean i wanted to specify fiscal products because yeah i realized that now other... product design can go into ui yeah. ux experience that, which is the same thing but digitally yeah. sort of yeah and nowadays when you mention product design people's mind goes good there first first yeah than funny physical products yeah the world is becoming a weird place. Yeah. It's actually <laughs> interesting. I like that. Yeah. So um today we are here to discuss a little bit about um your journey, like your creative journey or career path or yeah, okay. whatever people might want to call that. Okay. Um, because since since the time I've known you, you've gone to a lot of metamorphosis <laughs> yeah and that has gotten you to where you are today and a lot of people see the different arms of your work but some people don't know that it's you are the yeah. one and the same person and it's intentional I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah th- these brands are like very distinct from themselves and they yeah. are all operating quite well uh, which is a very interesting thing so because i feel like most of the times when people um create things it has a little bit of their personality in there mm-hmm. but you've been able to create different things with very distinct um personalities right so when you look at the work you do with um geomatic the geometric you know designs and stuff they are doing they have this pattern stuff that you do, hand-drawn yeah. stuff, which is like really amazing. Uh, you also have you. Um, Quest, handmade, which is 
you have 24 hours in a day <laughs> <laughs> which is uh the crochet yeah clothing stuff and you also have the most recent one the mirrors and the interior yeah. design stuff what's the name again accent rattan yeah accent rattan which is also you know doing stuff in the interior yeah decoration space trying to beautify people's spaces and all those things so first of all i want to know like how are you juggling before we go back to start from the beginning so like, like currently yeah how are you juggling because <laughs> i just mentioned about four or five things i don't remember yeah but like how are you juggling all these things and building all these yeah i i'm, I'm wondering in your own words honestly i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how i'm doing it but it looks like i'm doing it and it's actually working mm -hmm. so um there's no like secret sauce or some special powers that I have no, um, I, I don't know, I'm winging it and mm. it looks like it's working. So yay. <laughs> <laughs> but then in winging it, I'm realizing some patterns. I'm mm -hmm. realizing some things that are working and things that are not working. So I'm learning from that and mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, this worked this time and it worked this time. So probably work the other time. Then I try and, you know, put the ones that are working on one end and I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, if this is not working, let me just move on to another. So it's about winging it and trying and seeing how it goes. <laughs> but what's the, so, what's, what's the motivation for, for starting all these things? I don't know if there's one motivation for starting all of it or different motivations for each one of them. So if you, if you can take it one by one okay. or, generalize it however you want to go about it but like the motivation would have to take us back 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 okay so we have maybe, time to listen to the story so maybe <laughs> that would that would have to be it so back 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 we start from you know normal you know human being you go to school mm -hmm. nursery primary gss ss then you go to the university and first of all i'd like to i don't know acknowledge the fact that i think maybe I was a little privileged to have parents who supported my artistic, you know, mm -hmm. tendencies. Cause I realized that not everyone's parents was happy that, Oh, my child is going to do visual arts in school mm. or my child is drawing and coloring, a coloring book and stuff like that. I think my parents realized that early and they started supporting by getting me toys and things that, inspired more creativity so mm -hmm. i think i would have to give them props for that okay. and when it got to the point where teachers were like oh do science do um general arts do this do that they asked me what do i want to do and when i said visual arts there was no oh don't do that there was no Push no back. opposition and that was actually very cool mm -hmm. i didn't value it at that time i thought every parent was like that until <laughs> so i realized that but some of my friends had to literally fight with their parents to choose mm -hmm. to do what they wanted to do so i give them props for that so yes i did visual arts in school and mm -hmm. then i realized look i found my thing and what school i went to laboni senior high school okay. yeah so when i did visual arts they i mean um first of all like we know that our educational system isn't like the a1 you know, standard, mm -hmm. this is what we have. So I guess like every other person, I made good use of what I had at that moment. And then it helped me get into the university. Mm -hmm. And in the university, um, it was a very challenging, you know, experience when I had to choose 
which university I wanted to go to. Because mm-hmm. then I realized the only university that did what I really wanted to do was tech. Mm-hmm. And like, I was surprised that, oh, so it means when you're done with SS and you did visual arts and you want to do this particular thing, it means like that is the only choice you have. So I actually registered for tech alone. I didn't mm-hmm. register for any other school, which was a very big risk. <laughs> 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 because you know our system, Charlie, you have to pull your eggs in all the baskets. Yeah. But I put all my eggs in one basket. I was like, look, this is what I want to do. And, and then I, again... I, yeah was the three year four years dude i'm coming to that (laughs) (laughs) that was a battle you know aside the normal fact that um already the system is choked and there's a lot of limited spaces now we had to struggle with a whole badge it was like Mm -hmm. two different batches and charlie it wasn't easy but thank god i ended up in um fun fact i actually chose um graphic design as my first option and mm-hmm. um, industrial arts as my second. So I had industrial arts, which was also cool. And I was like, oh, okay. Graphic design is what I knew because that's what I did in um, SS. SS. Okay. So I didn't even know they had a, an actual course for um, industrial arts product design. So but when what, I, what, what, what did you see yourself doing? When if I they, went to university. Yeah, like before you went to the university, if they took off the labels of <laughs> graphic design, this yeah. is product design, like in practical terms, what did you see yourself doing? I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Like, it was amazing. I didn't know. Like, I was like, wait, I've done all this, you know. We did, um, I think, jewelry, mm-hmm. um, GKA, mm-hmm. general knowledge in arts, um, what's graphic design itself. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Painting, was it painting? Painting, yeah. Um, painting picture and making. textiles, picture making, yeah. Yeah, you didn't do sculpture. No, I didn't do sculpture. Oh, okay. I think I think I did jewelry, um, graphic design, and then the basic GKA. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I think that was it. And so graphic design was the only thing that I knew of, or jewelry, and I don't know. I didn't see myself being a jeweler like mm-hmm. as a profession. Okay. But I did see that oh, graphic design there and yeah, design posters. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that was what I thought. And mm. in choosing the courses in university, I had a chance to read about um, industrial arts, mm-hmm. and I was shocked that oh, they actually have product design, like product design mm-hmm. as. Um, it was metal product design was a, mm-hmm. and as one of the majors when you um, pick industrial arts. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll add that to graphic design, like just because I know I can fit anywhere in yeah. these two. So that was the mind behind the choice. Then I was very, you know, ignorant about the possibilities. I mm. saw it as, you know, like if you don't do this, you have to do that. Like it was very limited. Okay. I don't know if there, there are more options now. But it seems like it's the same story. Yeah, I think now the same options, but the fragmentations are a lot now. Okay. At least with what I know with com design currently, because our time it was multimedia, uh, visual communication, and what's the last one called? Advertising and media management. Oh, and okay. I think now, even within multimedia, they have fragmentations video motion design animation and all these oh, that's little, good. Little, little like things. more options uh-huh. yeah. yeah so uh, within those broader options i think they've fragmented it a little bit more so that people can really specialize so i think 
yeah, small improvements. You are getting that's there. that's good. I'm yeah. actually very you know passionate about people encouraging um others to do art or mm-hmm. to do design. Um, a friend of mine who was doing business when I was in school. You could tell that the guy was very good with arts and mm-hmm. was art prone, but his parents didn't want him to do the arts. Yeah. But some of us convinced him and we finally <laughs> he finally ended up in my class. So how? He he stopped the business and joined the visual arts class mid um year, I think in uh second or third year. How did he cope? Look, funny now, because he was, he had that natural, you mm-hmm. know, um, inclination. He caught up very quickly. And With, in terms of, I mean, for the practical parts, I can understand, but the theory and all those oh, things okay, you guys yeah. have done from a whole year ago. He caught up with the, the design theory parts, mm-hmm. but he, thankfully he was already good with the core stuff, like the math and English and mm-hmm. social studies and science. So it was like a transfer of grades mm-hmm. and he just caught up fast with the textbook, the GK, the that yellow yeah. book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I was actually very impressed and it kind of um, verified or validated the fact that like he was already naturally in that. So it was yeah, easier for, for him. him. Yeah. I think sometimes we give ourselves more headache when we try and, become something but we are not and yeah i'm glad he did that anyway so yeah so university um industrial arts it was exciting the first year i think we all had um general knowledge in art together i think was with it? it oh it was it wasn't with you guys no, I it don't wasn't. think we did general arts general knowledge the, okay then was... it was the whole industrial arts there was there were a few courses that we all did together at Old Laundry. Yes, and um, the but drawing, the remember. figure drawing ones. Yeah, um, Mr. Pia. Yeah, and yeah. I think there was literature as well. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think those were the. It's true. I think it was it was those ones that we did together. But we did general knowledge in arts, as in the industrial arts mm-hmm. students. We did it together before we broke into our majors, which was um textiles, um, metal product design, and ceramics. Mm-hmm. So then I went into metal product design because that was product design. Mm-hmm. We actually went through the whole design process of ideation and um, drawings and coming up with the, the ideas and modeling and creating the products. And Is it, it was, similar to like graphic design? No. <laughs> like in, no. Terms of, in terms of the process? In terms of the process, yes and no. Okay. In terms of the process, yes, because I believe that most creative processes are similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they have some, you know, a sense of each other. But no, in the fact that um, the thinking behind it is more is different from the okay. thinking behind graphic design. And I noticed okay. that the hard way, <laughs> which I'll come to that. Yeah. So th- it was interesting, but it was hectic fic- physically on, mm-hmm. on my tiny body. It was very hectic. <laughs> Carrying tools to class. So uh-huh. like, you see me holding my handbag or fly, you open it, it's hammer, it's like chef. <laughs> and it's scary. It's very scary. Yeah. And nights, not sleeping, stress, you know, hammering stuff together using fire getting bent i'm i'm lucky i came out unscathed some people came out with massive injuries you know and 
Charlie, people had bins and stuff. And like, well, it's it's occupational hazard, they say, but <laughs> it was scary. But it was an interesting, you know, um, phase because it taught me that, yes, of course, I'm tiny and sometimes I can't do certain things physically. But uh, it also um, kind of opened my mind to the possibilities of things that could be made, like physical mm-hmm. products. Because metal is not the friendliest. <laughs> I don't know why they chose metal product design, <laughs> but product design could have been anything, plastic, paper, wood. Though we made our uh, uh, models in these friendlier um, mm-hmm. um, um, materials. materials. But metal was not the friendliest. And sometimes going through the hassle of getting it to bend to your you know, design mm-hmm. wasn't uh, the happiest of experiences, but it taught me a lot and the pressure and everything. So that was a good experience. Up to now, I'm grateful for that experience and it has really helped me in my, you know, um, whole process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, then we come to, you know, after school, national service. I end up working with uh, an advertising agency. They're like, "Mm, how, how, how does that work? How does that work? (laughs) How does that work? Long story, too long for this podcast, but Mm -hmm. um, I end up there one way or the other. Firstly, because um, there weren't any, you know, um, working industries that I felt I fit. Mm -hmm. And in my national service experiences, I wanted to, have a place where I could learn something, not just go because like it's, I have to pass the time. So it was it was my intention to learn something out mm-hmm. of it. So when I ended up in the graphic design um, advertising agency thingy, I wasn't too um, worried about it, but I was scared <laughs> because yes, we did lunch. Um, um, sorry, um, Photoshop and mm-hmm. some few 3D software in school, you know, to make our models look nice, but mm-hmm. it wasn't um, for work, okay. <laughs> sort of. It wasn't for like design, design work. Exactly. Okay. And I end up in an advertising agency and they're like, oh, come, you know, do this campaign. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Campaign, you know, not like, oh, poster or something that I could even rely on my, you know, SS, you know, experience. But this time we are creating a whole campaign, not for some tiny brand in a corner, but big brands that relied heavily on the advertising and working alongside people who have done like uh, graphic design all their lives Mm -hmm. and have like massive portfolios and experiences. And you see their work and you're shaking inside (laughs) it. Oh, can I do this? It was a very scary experience for me. Mm. Scary in a good way because though at a point I was like, oh, can I do this? It, it kind of pushed me to put my best in. So I had to put aside my, you know, um, product design um, process. Knowledge. That's where I mentioned that it's different. For product design, the process seems to be we are creating something mm-hmm. out of this material. So it's it's focused on the material. But okay. yeah, it's focused on the material and the design. So it was more of, okay, we are trying to get this accomplished. How are we going to do it? Or we are trying to get this to work this way. How are we going to do it? But for graphic design, I noticed that it was, though, yes, like I said earlier, there are some, you know, common grounds, but mm-hmm. it was more of, we are trying to achieve this idea. It's not mm-hmm. about... um 
how we are going to um, uh, go about it. It's about how to achieve the, I don't know if I'm making sense, how are we <laughs> going to achieve the idea? So it's not really necessarily, yes, we need the skills. So mm-hmm. you have to know how to press this and that and get this. Yeah. But it or was basically more like how, how the big idea is going to communicate exactly, exactly what you want to. Exactly. So it wasn't really about, oh, I can, I can, you know, um, I can make this tool do this or that and that. Mm-hmm. I noticed that even in Photoshop, you can use certain tools differently in so many ways. And I might use my pen tool to um, crop around. Someone uses the magic what? Magic wand. Wand or the lasso tool. And like, it's different. But um, with product design, what I studied in school, how I studied it in school, if it's the chasing hammer, use a chasing hammer for chasing. You don't mm-hmm. use the um, normal nail hammer for chasing. I okay. don't know if you are getting my point. Yeah. It was every tool assigned to its job. Every um What if process. one tool is missing and you feel like... That's where some people, you know, try to yeah, cut corners. You feel like, you I can <laughs> use this to do that and still get the Professor same Professor Cyril, he'll catch you. My, my, one of my, my lecturers, he'll catch you. Mm. Funny enough, you tell because the tool would leave um, a specific mark that can be detected. Annoying. And that, does that affect the performance of the object? Um, now that I've done graphic design, I'll mm. say no. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm more free-spirited and more, oh, I can wing it to do it this way. Okay. But it was more of, we want to achieve this. This particular tool is designed for this particular thing. Mm-hmm. So if I use something else, I would not achieve that thing I'm looking for. Okay. And it was so obvious. Like if you use a wrong tool, it was very obvious. Trying to use um, chairs to cut uh, a shape, mm-hmm. it will be you. Like I don't know how to explain it. So like I have what to show you, but mm. it was so obvious you couldn't run away from it. You had to use something like the jeweler saw or the saw frame to cut mm-hmm. it to get that precision. So with product design, what I said, the metal product design. It was like every tool with its purpose and its um, what has to achieve. It was more more linear than yes. It was design. more linear, yeah, more mm. linear in a, a mechanical way. Yes, okay. I think that's how I should put it. It was more mechanical, more we have to get it this way than graphic design. That oh, I can use the polygonal lasso tool to achieve the same thing that I can use my pen to, mm-hmm. to achieve. So it was more flexible. And then I got confused that, oh, I I, I, I learned graphic design on the job. Mm-hmm. So like I had to pick what I'm not now come to try and find out, oh, is this the best to know? I had to like find my tool and just use it like the way I did with the product design. Mm-hmm. It was later when I started relaxing and now enjoying the process instead of, you know, trying to get the work done that I realized you can use so many other things to achieve what you, the, the focus was the, the idea. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, was, it wasn't it was um, fun and games like I thought. <laughs> <laughs> when I was going, I was like, ooh, this is a very nice experience, yay. And I got in and though I knew that I was quite a step behind, I'm glad that no one noticed it till later when I told them that I didn't study graphic design in school, which mm. like I feel proud of myself sort of and glad that I could do it so well that they thought I had been doing it for a long time. But Charlie, 
it wasn't it wasn't yeah, like it's it it wasn't really like showing a lot you keep saying that work. and i don't yeah, know if it's like, a compliment or it's, <laughs> it's it's weird because i was telling you earlier like since right after we left school i think yeah during service you were you used to post some stuff right yeah because yeah, i was learning on the job it wasn't it wasn't stuff that you would see and say oh this person is now learning right it was very like it looked like okay this person knows what they are doing and they've yeah they've been doing this for some time like yeah you know the creativity is there the refinement is there you know everything is there and now they are explaining your product design process i think it kind of makes sense now why your work your design work is the way it is because it feels like it's very 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 specific and the it looks like you you built or you designed with some specific rules you know in mind because it's like everything has to be a certain type of way and the only the only thing that you are freely experimenting with is the ideas and all those things but once you get the idea the execution is like very 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 precise i can't take you know. credits for all that nice <laughs> stuff you said it makes like, me feel good but i can't take credit for it at yeah, all that's i mean for us on the outside world that's that's how it looks you know well and i mean as opposed to if you look at my if i open my ai right now and you see the design <laughs> like everything is all over the place because <laughs> i i learned design in a very non-linear way and like sometimes i can start from the beginning to the end and the end from the beginning like you know so it, my art boards and everything are it's just it just looks very messy it's like doing everything on there and see what sticks and then once we have that we refine that and then that comes out as what everybody I'm, I'm learning that now actually that's what i'm learning I, now I, well i can't wait to see how that turns <laughs> out but like you know i feel like because i don't know how different it would have been if we didn't if you went into graphic design straight but i feel like your product design experience has given your work some kind of refinement that a lot of self-taught designers might not have within their first you know few years of design like it takes time because i've seen people who are who were even inside graphic design class who have studied the principles and everything and three four years into their work you still find you still catch them dropping balls on certain certain you know little little details certain refinements certain certain things that you know you feel like you've been designing for four years you shouldn't be making these kind of omissions and these types of mistakes you know so i just wanted to point that out there that i think that whole product design experience with your lecturers telling you this tool is supposed to be for this maybe i may be wrong but like <laughs> that kind of built the what's the word i don't want to use strict but mm. like it it feels more proper and more calculated than a regular like self-taught designers you know work 
So yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. I want to say thank you, but like <laughs> I can't take credit for you that. Still, you still don't believe it, huh? I, I do believe it. Uh-huh. And I actually resonate with exactly what you're saying. And I see what you're saying, mm-hmm. but I can't take credit for it because I know that I've, God has kind of, kind of put um, certain people in my life, like mm-hmm. um, Sensei, Sensei Delaki at all. One of my um, art directors mm-hmm. back at where I used to work. Oh, okay. And yes, I, I see that product design strictness sort of or intentionality mm-hmm. in my design, but working alongside such people, people okay. Charlie, their years of experience <laughs> and their, their, you know, skill and mm-hmm. the, the flair with which they designed, like you would be very, um, you would feel very weird to not pick up on those things because mm-hmm. there's a standard and I think they created that standard of, you know, excellent design that is, you know, in quotes, premium. And it kind of gives you pressure to do such kind of work. And mm. my my MD had this standard that certain things couldn't go past her without having that, you know, flair because that's what she was used to. And that's the kind of standard we want to put out as, mm. you know, a design firm. So thanks for the, you know, <laughs> accolades, but Charlie, it was, it was forged out of me, you know, mm. because of the people, um, God surrounded me with. I, I keep saying God, because I believe that this whole journey, things that have come across, it wasn't, is, a, coincidence. It wasn't a coincidence. And I feel like everything that has happened, happened for a reason and for a purpose and people that have met including you and oh. our circle <laughs> because some, when i was in when i was doing the design and i see designs from you and our our other brothers and sisters <laughs> i'm like oosh like oosh this is so cool this is so nice and i've picked certain things from people and mm-hmm. i've learned certain skills from other people put it adding my own you know accent to it and creating kind of like this is the look so mm-hmm. yeah, it's I can't take credit for any of them. It's it's life and God mm. and people that have you know created that. So yeah, Hallelujah, Amen. <laughs> okay, so that sounded like a message. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, okay. So right now, fast forward, you are in the agency after school. You've learned design and. I think you started a personal page doing brand identity and stuff for people. Which Dude, do you have receipts or stuff? Because like, <laughs> yeah, you just I remind just, me of everything. Wow. I just like stalking, you know. Wow. Special, I forgot about that. Special I actually creatives. had that. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, so all that. Yeah. So I, I saw that also for a while. And even before before he started doing their patterns and getting into geomatic and um, all these things. So I think, yeah, so take us to how that <laughs> also went. So from advertising, you are so, still working in the advertising agency at this point. Yeah. And so you are experimenting with brand identity and stuff. Okay. Also on the side. So how, you know, how did that come about and how did that also go? Okay, so... Yes, um, context in the advertising agency. So fast forward after national service, um, roughly three years mm-hmm. in 
actual working as a graphic designer in the graphic design agency and our anti-corona heads. <laughs> and I keep saying this, that um, though it, aside the fact that people really suffered through that time, which like, I feel very empathetic about that and people got sick and people died and mm-hmm. countries were hit and stuff like that. It was a blessing in disguise to me mm-hmm. because then at a point in time, personally, as a human being, I lost my essence as a, a person, as okay. an individual. It was going to work, getting it done, getting putting good work out there, get learning skills, blah, blah, blah. And it was fast, 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 fast. So Corona became like the speed ramp to slow me down, okay. to refocus on certain things or adjust certain things. So then that bed, this, you know, face where winging it now. <laughs> so yeah, we started working from home. It was a more flexible time. And I was like, look, we have all this time. Might as well do the stuff that I was like, oh, I'll do it, but I didn't have time. So mm. it started in 2019, actually, when I started documenting my patterns. Mm-hmm. So the patterns <laughs> has a backstory. It's actually a, a nervous uh, response <laughs> whenever... <laughs> I can be very fidgety sometimes mm-hmm. when I zone out or when I'm doing something or when I'm nervous. So people who know me for a long time, when you, there, there, there was this book that we used to use called a Jota. I don't know if... Yeah. Yeah. Behind my Jota was always patterns. Like they weren't, they weren't um, planned. They weren't beautifully done. They were just scribbles behind my Jota mm. when I was nervous or when... I was zoning out or thinking or when I was just, I had to do something with my hands. So a friend of mine who came across some of my old daughters was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is actually very nice. You should, you should do something with it. And he actually liked coloring books. So mm-hmm. he used it as his coloring books, <laughs> <laughs> color pencils. So that's what he did with it. And I was like, oh, this, this looks nice. So in 2019, like, I forgot about it. So in 2019, I got a book and mm-hmm. I was like, look, anytime I'm feeling anxious, anytime I'm feeling stressed out and I want to calm down, listen to some music and intentionally make these sketches. Okay. So I did that intentionally this time around. And I I think there was one time at work during a short break, you know, from all the hustle and bustle, I was doing it and a colleague came around and so I was like, oh, this is cool. Blah, blah, blah. I was getting positive and good feedback from it, but it wasn't something I decided to do like as, major, as something. As yeah. Thing, yeah. So during the lockdown, I was like, cool, what can I do? Let me try and do something. So it wasn't like, oh, I had planned that this is a time to explore my life. It happened. <laughs> it happened as an accident, sort of. And I started picking, um, reviving sort of, or rediscovering certain mm-hmm. hobbies and things that I used to do. Crocheting being one of them mm-hmm. and pattern design being one of them and crafts being one of them. So I was like, look, this time, I have this time, like Corona, we're not going to work. We are working from home. If the work is not that, you know, serious now, mm-hmm. or it's not that, you know, hectic now. 
I have all this time. Let me do something. So that's where I move into, you know, instead of being all calculated, you know, precise design to, you know. You're just freestyling. Freestyling. (laughs) So then that's when I started doing stuff. And then things like Geomatic came about. Mm -hmm. Things like um, Quest Handmade came about. Things like... um, the other one, what was it? <laughs> mindful, rattan. yeah, mindful inking, um, yeah, accent yeah, rattan. So, and I also realized in those times, to out of boredom, I wanted to collaborate with people because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, there was no nothing to do. And um, aside the fact that I've I become, you know, and caved in, we need to get the work done. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the chance to. Um, emerge my um, experience or my creativity with another person's creativity. It happened a couple of times at work when we had to collaborate among us to achieve something, but it wasn't it wasn't too free because it was more clients work focused. Mm-hmm. So I used that time to collaborate people like you and <laughs> and other friends, and I was like, whoa, like we can actually do something with all these things. Yeah, accent return came out of that. Okay. With my love for interior design and another person's love for business. <laughs> so yeah, that's that came about. I think with Geomatic, I've collaborated with you on certain things. Whether yeah. it was Geomatic then or it was mindful inking. I don't even know what it was then. It was it it's, it wasn't Geomatic, Geomatic. I think it was just some random Instagram account that was there. The, the one that got what it got hacked or something. I forgot in the hack. Oh, hmm. Sad story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, another lesson learned. Don't put all your your stuff on Instagram without having, you know, like personal ones, maybe on a website or on mm-hmm. your PC or something. So though I lost that account, gladly I did not lose any of the works. So okay. yay. But yes. Though these social media um, platforms are good for you to display your work and everything, don't put all your hope and trust in life <laughs> <laughs> on this because if it goes, it goes and that's it. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, that's where I am now in my phase of design mm-hmm. where I have explored interior design. I have explored my product design. I have explored graphic design. I have explored um, which other form of design is there. <laughs> <laughs> so like fashion um, design fashion yeah that's actually quite <laughs> fashion oh my god so yes <laughs> I'm trying to um, express myself mm-hmm. in as many ways as I can so that I know that these are my abilities then as time goes on I'm like okay this is where I want to focus my energy okay though this I love this but this would be a hobby this will not be a business this will okay. be a, a creative outlet this will not be this, this. so I'm Still so trying to sort it out. You don't have like a focus, 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 one hundred percent focus. One hundred focus right now is my job. <laughs> <laughs> what I do now, okay, with um Josh, but yes, boom, boom, okay. yes. So as of now, I'm with boom, yay. <laughs> <laughs> but for the past like six, how many months has it been since January to now? I think six months. Yes. So, yeah. oh, I didn't mention that I left my the agency that I used to work with, mm. the advertising agency. Yes. So I was solo on my own, exploring, you know, stuff. So that's where all the these other, you know, brands and 
ideas came from. Interesting. And so, I feel like I've destroyed the timeline of the story. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the fleet, but yeah. They'll get it. They'll get it. They're, they're a smart audience. They'll understand. Yeah. So that's, that's so, it. I yeah. Guess. So if the journey of personal growth and how it unlocks creativity. So how, how do you feel like your journey has helped you unlock all these creative ideas and how has that also come back to um, help you in your personal life. Because I feel like most of the times we like to separate mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. personal lives from, from our, our work. Crazy, but yeah. your personal life affects your work and your work exactly. affects your personal life, whether you like it or not. Yeah. And um, yeah, I guess what I'm trying to find out is like your personal growth as a person um having an influence on your career and where you are right now like how has how how has that been for you and how is the results that you have right now also impacting you in your personal life and how you how you go about your day-to-day activities okay and that's actually a very deep question and (laughs) it's something i had to you know sit down and think about Mm -hmm. because i realized that in my um quest as <laughs> force and do that so in my quest to you know be creative put good work out there and make the most of my abilities mm-hmm. i kind of lost my essence as a person mm-hmm. that i mentioned earlier that sometimes you think oh um get the work done and move on but you start losing yourself as an individual. And I believe your creativity is connected to who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize how important that statement was till I had to go through my own journey of that. So that journey had been going on for a while, but it was more highlighted or it was more, you know, in my face when this uh, lockdown hit and, I started asking myself questions and, you know, the usual existential crisis <laughs> that we all go through once in a while. Yeah. But this time I was like, look, instead of just brushing it off, ask yourself the questions, find the answers to these questions and start living that. So I had to find myself, you know, as a person and as someone who loves Jesus, that was to know more about who he is because mm-hmm. I believe knowing more about who Christ is is, knowing more about who we are. So I connected to myself as that. And in doing so too, I started exploring what I felt I liked to do. Mm-hmm. As simple as I like to write things or scribble things or put things together, glue stuff together, like stuff like that. That made me realize what I really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Led me to quit my job though. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's a story for another day. But then, yes, that's the consequences of certain things. You start seeing a clearer perspective. It doesn't mean go and quit your job. I beg, please, don't take this this as a sign to go and quit your job. If you are not um, prepared, prepared, please. Like I said, that's a story for another day. Yes, there was a big sacrifice, but I felt that was what I had to do at that moment Mm -hmm. in order to connect with certain things in my life. So yes, personal growth is very necessary for assessing certain creative parts of you because as much as you 
start, you know, doing what you love to do, you can be stuck in a rut or a routine. And then you start losing your creativity slowly, slowly, slowly. And it becomes a, a box of getting the job done and not exploring who you are as a person. So it was more self-discovery, self-exploration, asking myself questions, answering these questions, finding answers to these mm -hmm. questions and using that as a platform to have my priorities straight that what is important to me mm -hmm. after all is said and done, what is most important to me? It led me to build a lot of relationships um, with my friends, with my family. And it, it was, it was a very, you know, necessary time in my life. I think we all have that time in our lives. Some of us had it during, you know, this Corona experience. Some mm -hmm. of us have had it long time. Some of yeah. us are yet to have it, but <laughs> we all face that, you know, and it's very necessary. Go then, everybody. Exactly. So <laughs> then you know that this is what is important to me in my life. This is what I want to, you know, do. And this is what I want to give. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so basically that was my um, detailed, I don't know if it was detailed, but then that was my experience as um, mm. an individual. And how, how do you think that shows throughout? Because I feel like it does show through your work, especially with what you started doing with Quest and how you were going about telling those stories and all those things. I feel like that had a part of you showing through that. Can you touch on it a little bit? Okay. Um, so you mentioned earlier that I seem to have a lot of branches and they seem mm -hmm. to be mutually exclusive from each other, <laughs> mm -hmm. which I mentioned that was intentional because um, I had realized that I had put myself in a box mm -hmm. and I had to break free. But then... <laughs> But then, yeah, um, I had to break free from that, you know, restriction. It wasn't from any external force, funny mm -hmm. enough. It was internal. So when I decided that, you know, if it's, if it's, um, cause every time I was like, if I have to do this, it means you have to, it has to, you know, join to this, my, you know, product design mind mm -hmm. and my, you know, mechanical mind, like, oh, it has, it has to be meticulously done to fit this, like, you know, in a puzzle form where everything forms a bigger picture. I'm like, ooh, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, yes, my, like I, like I said earlier, when you are discovering yourself, you realize certain things that uh, you have to answer or certain things that you have to, you know, uh, pay attention mm -hmm. to. In doing that, let me backtrack a little. I forgot to mention that I had to discover my personality as a person. Mm -hmm. And then certain things just clicked. I was like, oh, okay, that's why I behave this way. Or that's why I think this way. And okay, this has to go. This mindset has to go. Or okay, I have to work on this part of me. Or okay, you know what? I have to accept this part of me. So there was a lot of, you know, internal struggles and mm -hmm. discoveries and aha moments. And so doing these um, individual things was an expression of, of each part of me. Mm -hmm. And it was difficult at first because then I felt like I said, earlier, I has to all match or fit in some pretty, you know, by force. by force personality. It has to make sense. It didn't make sense. And I was like, you know what? It doesn't have to be, you know, perfect right now. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was an opportunity for me to channel whatever it is that I felt at that moment was working or was flowing and do it. So it started with the pattern drawing thing. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden I was crocheting. Mm -hmm. 
because <laughs> I found some yarn, <laughs> because I found some old yarn and some old hook, and I went on YouTube and I was like, hmm. What can we do with this? And I was like, wait a minute. Actually enjoy this process. Because when I was coaching, it was an opportunity for me to listen to podcasts mm-hmm. and do certain things whilst I was doing it. It was a very, in quotes, boring and routine way. But it was very relaxing to me. Mm-hmm. That I was like, okay, aside the fact that it's relaxing, what can I do with it? Then other, st- other um, stuff started, you know, popping up and... At first, I was like, ooh, it's a lot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of, you know, different things. Can I, like, do everything at the same time? And I was like, ooh, is it necessary? Ooh, can I do something out of this? Like, it was a lot of mm-hmm. oohs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was like, look, forget about how perfect everything should be. Use whatever skills and experiences that you've learned so far mm-hmm. and apply them so it was just me applying whatever skills and experience i've had i've had an experience in the graphic design space what can i do with graphic design geomatic i've had an experience in product design um face what can i do with that i can making actual outfits that i'm working I'm, i'm wearing sorry and i'm like okay cool it's a product and i've actually designed it quest then that started you know coming randomly and a friend of mine who is very business minded was like look i want to start a business but he didn't have any like <laughs> ideas and funny enough during that time i had written like a zillion ideas mm-hmm. down that's one thing i think creative people should do writing your ideas down i didn't know how important it was till like one time i was like okay this is a very good idea and the next minute i forgot i completely forgot, forgot about it. it and I couldn't even recover it anymore. So whether maybe if you don't like writing as much, you can record yourself saying it. Or mm-hmm. There are so many different ways to document your ideas. And sometimes, and like I was talking about earlier, the ideas are there, but the resources and the money, no day. <laughs> <laughs> and as pretty as all these things sound, they take a lot of time, effort, and money. Mm-hmm. So yes, it's it's going to drain your resources, but that's when you have to ask yourself, um, what what do you really want? What is important to you? So if it's important to you, you know how to navigate it. If it's mm-hmm. not important to you, you don't have to put your efforts and time in it. So you have to like know that and start the sifting through. And there's this, and I read a lot of books and listened to a lot of podcasts, which creative people we are not really good at, but <laughs> it helps. It helps. It really helps. Read books, read books, and listen what, to what podcasts. What books would you recommend? Or what Plenty. podcast? <laughs> Plenty, but um, the ones that um, I would highly, highly recommend if you're a Christian and you're a creative person, Call to Create by mm-hmm. um, Jordan. Uh, what's, what's his name? I'll I'll get the reference for you. Oh, okay. um, Jordan Rayner, sorry, okay. Jordan Rayner, amazing writer. Called to create, and the next book is Master of One. Okay, amazing book. Like it, things will just start clicking in your head. And Simon Sinek, he's he's also one of like very good public speakers and mm-hmm. writers. His starts with why book. Mm-hmm. 
amazing book and um they are playing <laughs> they are playing this, so let yeah. me let me just stop there so when you if, when you get back you can send me the the list yeah and then we can put it in the show notes so that people can go and look for and download mm-hmm. or buy yeah buy 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 if, if you are lazy like <laughs> me if you, are, you can invest in uh, audiobooks mm. it's actually very good i mean if you if you are lazy like me and you you can be very you know distracted sometimes maybe sitting down to read might be stress, <laughs> stress yeah. but so audiobooks buy, podcasts buy are very very amazing to the podcasts we'll yeah battlefield of the yeah. mind by joyce meyer Though it's, it has a Christian uh, base, mm-hmm. but I think anyone can read that. It helps with shifting your mindset and finding what's important to you mm-hmm. as a person. Battlefield of the Mind is actually very good by Joyce Meyer. Podcasts that I love listening to. Funny enough, my writer, the, my favorite writers inspire my favorite podcasts. Podcast. So our uncle, we... Uh, Chris Doe, <laughs> <laughs> the future podcast. I think it's very underrated. That podcast mm-hmm. is very underrated. Yeah. Very, very underrated. We should we should listen to that podcast. You you never know what would just click with someone's story and someone's um, experience. So that's a very good podcast. Uh, Jordan Rainer's um, um, Called to Mastery mm-hmm. podcast. Amazing podcast. And Simon Sinek's A Little Bit of opti- Optimism is also okay. a very good podcast so yeah these are the the podcasts that's out they are plenty but let's start with this <laughs> cool, <laughs> let's cool, start with cool, this cool. yes so, um yeah. so yeah i think we've had uh, a very insightful conversation <laughs> and i have learned a lot as usual i hope everybody else has also enjoyed taking notes very important writing is i think one of the most, should I say, underrated skills that you actually everybody... inspired me to journal. I, I me? Remember, yes, I you did? did. I always How? know that you have to journal. Like it's a, it's a, it's a known thing. But when I actually started mm-hmm. journaling consistently, it was, it was your inspiration. I think we were having oh, a conversation sometime, and you were talking about writing, and I think it just came up. We we're talking, and you we were like, ah, journaling is yes, a very good thing. I'm yes, like, oh, I know, yes. but Charlie, the girl is lazy. <laughs> and I was like, look, let me challenge myself. So since then, I've been journaling every day. Yeah. And I, I think having apps that help mm-hmm. uh, is, is motivating. <laughs> and sometimes notifications like, oh, you have to journal this, or prompts. There's yeah. this app I have that prompts you with questions, random questions that would inspire you to write. So I think, yeah, that could help. But yes, mm. I'm giving that credit to you. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Helping me to journal and document yeah, certain I mean, things. Like documentation. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the word. Any writing might not be your thing, but like documentation, yeah. voice, video, mm-hmm. keeping track of things. Even know, photos. Things learn. Yeah, photos. And all those things, very, very um, important thing to do to keep track of where you've been, where you are headed. And sometimes it gives you a vision of where exactly you want to go. Because something you write certain things down and you come back to it like two, three years later. And you're like, wow, did I predict the future or something? <laughs> it's like once you write it down, you solidify it, you know, and you have something to look up to. And once it happens, you're like, okay was the next thing and then we move so 
yeah, I hope you wrote down a lot of things. And yeah, any last final words before we close out? Okay. Um, well, um, like I said earlier, because um, I'm a Christian, sort mm-hmm. of, I'm sorry. If, sort of. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm yeah. a Christian, <laughs> yes. <laughs> sorry about that. Like, I'm a Christian. I, I don't want anyone to feel like some way if... Mm-hmm. I'm talking from my viewpoints, mm-hmm. so I'm using my experience. So that's why I'm recommending this and that and that. But um, the last words sort of for this podcast is one thing I like to emphasize, emphasize on is that you can't just wing your your identity mm-hmm. and go through life doing people's biddings and fulfilling people's purposes. Mm-hmm. So as much as we want to give, we must first know who we are. Mm-hmm. My identity is in Christ Jesus. That's why I keep saying that, but I don't know about you, how you are going to navigate that, but that is the first point you have to come in, your identity as a person. Mm-hmm. Everything flows from there. Your personal and the, branding, very important. Everything, it flows from there. And I ignored it for a long time. Not that I wasn't, I was a Christian sort of, no. (laughs) (laughs) Not that I wasn't um, uh, a Christian. No, I've always been a Christian, but I I had to pay attention attention to certain things. That was serious. (laughs) I had to pay attention. (laughs) I had to pay attention to certain things Mm -hmm. in my life and set things right. As much as we want to create, we want to give, we want to, put our entire selves out there. You can't give what you don't have. If you've not established your identity as a person, there's nothing, there's no foundation holding you. Mm -hmm. You become so many things and it becomes pointless. But if you, if you have your um, ground zero, let me call it that way, or you have your anchor, you have your stable point. As much as you roll around and you discover, you explore, you, do whatever you would always come back to your, you know, central point. And the second thing is that balance is everything. Mm-hmm. Like if you are able to balance your life, it 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 kind of it puts a lot of stress out the door. Sometimes in our uh, um, quest to find ourselves, we end up folding into ourselves, mm-hmm. and then we get stuck there. And another. Uh, instances in our quest to help people we end up moving out of ourselves and we get stuck there you have to balance that mm-hmm. that knowing who you are being true to who you are and helping others and it's not it's not a, a, a linear thing it's a simultaneous equation <laughs> <laughs> it's happening alongside each other yeah one answer gives a uh, rise to the next so it's it's how do how do i put it in simpler english and um, I mean, they work hand understandable in hand. English. They are symbiotic. Is, is is it a big word? It's not a big word. <laughs> but yes, that's that's what like we have to do. We give, receive. We give ourselves. We rest when we have to. We explore when we have to. We mm-hmm. we are strict when we have to. We are uh, free when we have to. Balance balance everything. You don't have to fit in one box, and that is it. You have to um, explore, explore. The other yet you would also have your 
ground zero or your central point where after all is said and done, you come to that. So yeah, balance. And the last but not least thing is explore. Explore. I can't emphasize that um, enough. Coming from someone who has been very, you know, linear, like this is this is it. Having the opportunity to experience different things opened my mind to so many things. Meeting people and talking to people, collaborating with people. Sometimes you think you are the best in your kana and you realize that no, you're not. <laughs> and sometimes you think you are the worst in your kana, then you realize that no, you actually have something good. But you never know if you are in your kana. So get out of that comfort zone. Explore. Learn new things. There have been times where I ended up like <laughs> in certain situations where I had no like experience whatsoever. But mm. after that experience, I'm like, oh, I've learned something. Or I've even if I've not learned anything, I've met someone who can help me learn something. People that have met in my life, especially you, <laughs> where because of like ex- like shared experiences, yeah. Aside traveling, which we both love to do, the and design that we both love to do, our friends and our circle, you know, mm-hmm. and learning from each other and encouraging each other and giving each other pressure because as <laughs> I see you guys doing things, I'm like Charlie, I will not be shaking, <laughs> but instead of seeing it as Ooh, they are better than me. I, I try. I'm not saying this out of you know because I mastered it, no. But I try to see it as an encouragement to step mm-hmm. up my game yeah. or to to um do, to better. do better. Yes. And I said lastly, but let me say this again. <laughs> it's not a race. It's not a, a, a way go karting. Yeah. It's not a it's not F1. Formula One. <laughs> <laughs> it's a journey, and we are all going to learn how we are going to learn it. We are going to have the experience how we are going to have it. So it's not about being first, second, third, last. It's about enjoying the journey while you are in it or enjoying the experience mm. while you are in it. Very, very solid point. Very solid point. If you didn't get anything from the podcast, this last five minutes or six minutes is... It's everything you need to know. You can skip the beginning and listen to this <laughs> one and you'll be fine. So thank you very much for thank coming. You too. Thank and, you very much. And um, yeah, we'll catch everybody else next week with another very interesting conversation. So yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. <laughs>